It's week five of the football season, and it's time for This Week in Molar Football. I'm Rob Ebel with head coach Todd Nauman. Coach, how are we doing this morning? Great. I'm looking forward to a, uh, a GCL uh, rivalry game here and getting the uh, league play with the uh, St. Xavier Bombers. I think we uh, affectionately labeled it the gauntlet there a few years back. It, uh, it's a um, difficult time of the season. Before we go back, um, we handle this in three segments. I will talk about Witten Woods. Uh, we'll have a grab bag segment in segment two. And then uh, our last segment, uh, segment three, we'll talk about the Bombers uh, this Friday at uh, Nifford Stadium. Before we get into Winton Woods, nobody uh, that follows Moeller football, whether it's a fan, a coach, a player, a parent, is uh, pleased, and, a, and the coaching staff. Let's talk about what defines success for this season, where we sit going into week five. Well, we talk about the scoreboard doesn't always tell the whole story. Correct. And um, I, I think regardless of what the record is, I think if we were, you know, four and zero versus one and three, that you got to be careful chasing the scoreboard. So what we talk about with the kids is chasing the process, and we believe it's really the process that that, that changes us, that most of all makes us better. And, and so, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, I think there's 125, 130 teams in each division in the state of Ohio. Okay. And there's seven divisions, and I believe at the end of the year they're going to name one champion in each one of those divisions. Correct. The question becomes, for the other 124 teams, was their season unsuccessful because they didn't win the state title? Now, there's there's three te- – you know, we're a four-team league, so we're going to play three, three GCL opponents – and uh, most likely only one of those four teams is going to win the league. Correct. Is it unsuccessful for those other teams that don't win the league? And, and so we, we know that we're in a highly competitive football program. We know that the, uh, you know, that the expectations are high, and, and everybody wants to win. The kids are competitive. The coaches are competitive. Uh, the GCL is as competitive as any league there is in the country. And, and all that is good because we think that competition brings out the best in us. But – but I, th- I think the thing is this. I've seen really, really good football teams that were winning a bunch of games that there were some things going on behind the scenes that weren't very successful. And I've also seen some teams that weren't winning as many football games that were winning a lot of victories that, necess- that the scoreboard didn't necessarily tell about. And so I think it's important that we define success for ourselves, for our players within our program, that we don't allow the outside world and we don't allow simply the wins and losses or the scoreboard to define what that success looks like. We want to see continuous improvement on the field, right? And so there's the growth that takes place on the football field, uh, whether or not that's scoring a few more points or offensive productivity or stopping the run. There's all of those pieces. But the other thing is this. We're trying to develop a particular culture within our football program. We're trying to lay the foundation for long-term success. And um, – you know, uh, whether or not it's a new signage in our locker room, uh, whether or not it's the, uh, the way that the, the, the freshman staff is handling the, the, you know, the, the, the blossoming freshman team, uh, whether or not it's um, communications, lines of communication that are taking place between myself and the parents. These are, these are all, I think, measures of success and really good things that have happened. Um, you know, whether or not we've had the, uh, the Mueller football family night mm-hmm. or a team retreat. Or there's a long list of things that have sure. gone on that have really been that don't show on the scoreboard. They don't necessarily show up on the scoreboard, and um, I, I think that that's true though, for for many seasons to come. Hopefully, that um, you know some years you're going to win more than you're going to lose, and some sometimes maybe the other way around. But I think that it's really important, particularly in the formation of young men, mm-hmm. that they understand that there's a bigger picture that's involved with this whole process. 
Perfect. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Elliot and I were just tossing that around, and I thought uh, throw it out there before we got into Winton Woods, and I think it's uh, well said and uh, hopefully ho- hopefully well heard uh, that, that that is the plan uh, with Moeller football right now. Uh, another great weather night. Um, after last year, I, I think I'm going to highlight that. Every Friday we go and it doesn't rain. I think I'm going to talk about a, a bonus, beautiful Friday night. It was a great Friday night uh, at Winton Woods. Great atmosphere. Obviously, they had an outstanding football team. Uh, it was their homecoming game. So they had the band what a crowd. out. They had the fire Ooh. trucks out. They had a, they had a huge crowd. Uh, Muller Nation turned out. Our student body was loud and proud. Um, our band is just as outstanding as it could possibly be. Um, you name it. And so it was a great night for football. And, uh, you know, the weather's been very cooperative, a little bit warm in some cases, but we'll take the we'll take the heat over driving rainstorm anytime. Thank you very much. Um, Wynton Woods, the Warriors are a Division Two football team. I can't – can you see a team in Ohio beating them if they continue to stay healthy and play like that? Well, we know that we know that the, the, the divisions are divided by – the number of boys, you know, in your, in your school. Um, and they might be a division two football program, but they're playing with certainly division one players. And in many cases, we're talking about division one college football players. Um, they're a team that uh, played for a state title last year. Uh, they lost to, I think an excellent Akron Hoban team mm-hmm. and Akron Hoban has played as good a football as anybody. Sure. Has they've had a state. dynasty up in Akron. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, they beat a couple of the big Cleveland schools here in the last few years. Um, and, and so I think that the um, you know the fact that they're Division Two, they're basically playing a Division One schedule because they're going to play. They're gonna, they're Heck, re- it's like a GCL South opponent, yeah, coach. They, they play St. Ed's this week. Right. Um, they're going to play Elder. Uh, they play LaSalle. You name it. Uh, you got to give them a lot of credit for the teams that they're playing because they've certainly taken on some quality opponents, and and they probably have as many Division One college football players on their team as anybody in the uh, in Southwest Ohio. The uh the scheme and everything that that we had against Whitten Woods, we, we we had plays, we had plays offensively that were successful. There were times that I noticed as I was filming and broadcasting that you seemed frustrated with the you know the timeouts that you had to call. Do you care to share? Um, is it guys not having the right guys on the field or scheme or the wrong call, the wrong play called? Because I know we're we're. How do I how do I put this, Coach? We're driving the ball, and then it's third or fourth play of a drive, and things are clicking, and then all of a sudden we have to call a timeout, and I can see your frustration level on the sideline that something's just not clicking. So two-part answer, um, and, and I think this could even be lost on the folks that were at the game. So if I had told you that we had as many first downs on Friday night as Winton Woods did, you might be surprised. Well, that's what I'm saying. You guys I, had things moving, and then it was – I don't know if it, we – and that's why I wanted you to explain that, whether sure. we shot ourselves in the foot or what was going on, because we were moving the football, and like you said, we have as many first downs as they did, but then all of a sudden we had to call a timeout, and I could just see your frustration level on the sideline. We had to ball, we had to ball 12 minutes longer than they did. Right. And um, But for two sacks, they only outgained us by about 25, 30 yards. Um, and so all of those things were really positive. I think we had the ball in the red zone three times and, um, and, and couldn't punch it in. Right. Um, you know, and, and so there's some things that we're working on there. Now the question, the second part of the question had to do with the timeouts. Yes. Um, you know that in the last couple of weeks we've changed quite a few things offensively. That's included uh, a lot of personnel groupings. It's also included a lot of formations and a lot of motions. 
uh, you've probably seen how the offense has evolved for the last couple of weeks right. in the direction that we want to move. Because of that situation and because because we've only been at this really for about 10 or 12 days now, we've had a couple of situations where we've had the wrong personnel in the game or or we've had some, uh, you know, we've had a communication issue. Uh, of course, we don't want that, and we work hard to clean that up. But um, but given the situation and the evolution of the offense, um, that's just kind of the growing up process, especially when, um, you know, especially when you, you got the transition that's taking place for us. I think the good news is that there's been – there's been some offensive productivity here the last couple of weeks that are, that, are, that are showing us moving in the right direction. Um, you know, we've just got to continue to clean up some of those rough edges. Right, because statistically, like you said, I mean, I was talking to Steve Albrink after the game and we were going through the stats. I'm like, my God, we had, the, we had the ball 12 minutes more. You know, just all those things, and it just didn't translate on the scoreboard. But there were good things there that were occurring. It just, we, like you said, the rough edges have to get smoothed out and, and I think they they will do that. The we one had, thing we we had about a five minute period in which the game got away from us because yep. they scored. We turned the ball over. They it was scored. helter skelter there for five so minutes. It was, about, it was about a five minute shot where the game just kind of got away from us. And we're not really built for, you know, come from behind by twenty eight points kind of thing. We're just not quite there. We're not quite there yet. But you know, on the first offensive play of the game, uh, Drew throws an excellent ball to to Brandon White on a corner route. And I swear his right pinky toe touches out of bounds. And if his right pinky toe doesn't touch out of bounds, he's gone. Literally, he runs away from those guys to score 7-7. to It was a well-thrown ball. And I I think there's a chance it's actually maybe even a whole different ball game. I'm not saying that we win the game. Right. Who knows? But offensively, you need to see the ball go in the end zone. And and that actually creates a lot of confidence, not just for our offense, but for our whole football team. I was going to ask you. Uh, the week before when we were at, at Viking Stadium, you know, you've got, you've got the uh, play clocks in the end zone where that's sure nice to have. And then when we go to Winton Woods, they're not there. You, you kind of get used to that, having those play clocks. Does that make a difference for you on the sideline as you're now that you're involved with the offense and, and calling plays? It makes a big difference for, for, the, for the play caller and for the quarterback because he can see what's going on as well. Uh, with no play clock at that point in time, you're just waiting for the official to raise his hand in the air, meaning that there's five seconds left. And, um, you know, uh, it won't be an issue this week. I don't think it'll be an issue in most of our future games, but there's a couple of facilities that we played at that don't have it, and it and it impacts the game. Makes a difference. It does. Yeah, I, I, I certainly noticed that from uh, broadcasting and filming. You get used to looking for that clock and and starting the film and just knowing those things. It's, uh, it's a nice thing to have. Um, regarding Winton Woods, th- there were good things, not enough good things, and uh, – uh, let's, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the offense. Let's talk about the defense. They were on the field a lot uh, there early on in the first half. Uh, let, let's talk about your defense. So the uh, the, the, the tailback from Winton Woods is as good a player as there is any, anybody in the state. Um, you know, he uh, received his Ohio State offer on Saturday after the game. Um, I don't think I need to tell anybody what an Ohio State offer means. What kind of what kind of football player he is. He's the real deal. He's, he's probably the top five that I've seen in the last 25 years, yeah, right? He's really legit. Good. A great blend of power and speed. The daggum guy so low to the ground, you can't hardly tackle him. You know, you think you got to tackle him low. The thing is his legs are like tree trunks. Yep. And um, super. Kind of like Earl Campbell. Yeah, like super player. Quarterback's a nice player. Um, you know, and then, then they got some big offensive linemen too. Um, so defensively, 
Um, there were a couple of situations that we, we put them in that weren't weren't great situations as far as field position because of turnovers. Um, and, and then the other thing is this: you know, when you're playing a team like that, you got to tackle well, and you've got to make sure that your run fits are good. And um, one of the things that defensively, when you start to press a little bit, is guys try to compensate for other guys. Yes. Thinking, well, you know what? I'm not sure if he's going to make the tackle, so I'm going to help him. And then what you do is you get out of your gap, and the next thing you know, that actually leads to another big play. It doesn't help the situation. And, and so, um, you know, we've got to we've got to sure that up, and the kids got to play great team defense this week against St. X. Yeah, another another good team. Well, coach, let's put a put a wrap on the Witten Woods game. Uh, and take a break. We'll come back talk uh, talk about your defensive backs and uh, Martino's on Vine and some fun stuff for the upcoming week. Uh, this is Rob Ebel and head coach Todd Nauman. It's this week in Molar football. We'll be right back. Enjoying tonight's broadcast, but missed the first thirty minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at SoundCloud.com backslash ESP Media. Or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter, finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know, Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. 
Since 2009, SCI 360 has helped many businesses improve their clients' customer relationships through streamlining processes, connecting with customers, and ultimately improving profitability. Let SCI 360 customize a system for your business using the number one selling customer relationship management platform, Salesforce.com. For a 360-degree view of your customer, contact SCI 360 and Moeller alum Michael Sturgis at 888-318-5121 or visit them on the web at www.sci360degrees.com. Welcome back into the studios of ESP Media. It's this week in Moeller football. I'm Rob Evil with head coach Todd Nauman. Coach, um, each week we're uh, highlighting a different position group. This week, I'd love to talk about your defensive backs, your coaching staff that handles the defensive backs, and and kind of highlight your seniors and what they're what they're doing and what they mean to the program. Spoiler alert here, because I coached the defensive backs last year, right? Yes. So I've got a uh, I got a lot of, I, I got a personal a personal level of affection and and interest in how the how the defensive backs play. And uh, so when I brought Dave Simon in as the defensive coordinator, I knew that he'd do a great job. And uh, because he and I had worked together in the past as well, he understood the direction I wanted to move with the uh, with the defense. And a lot of what happens with the defense is impacted by our defensive back play. Our two safeties are essentially the quarterbacks of the defense, and so they make uh, they make the calls. And um, <clears throat> we've got uh, we got Andrew Diley, who's our starting free safety, who's a senior captain. And then we've got Zach French, who's a junior. Boy, Zach's uh, had a nice year who, early yeah, on. Yeah, so who, who played a lot last year as well. And um, I'll tell you that those guys are those guys really truly are the quarterbacks of the defense. They do a, n- a nice job of communicating. And, and the bottom line is that they're really good football players. And then in addition to that, obviously you've got Carrington Valentine, who's an outstanding football player. Heck for of an us. athlete. He's uh, he, he's really doing a nice job. And then at the uh, at the field corner position, we've had Michael Leonard and we've had Pete Baker. Those two those two guys have really come along and are having nice senior years for us. Um, what we talk about is this. Obviously, the defensive backs, I think most people would recognize the defensive backs because of their ability to cover people. That's really important. That'll be super important against St. X this week because they do a nice job of throwing the football. But the other thing is their, their, their play in the run game. You know, big plays in the run game typically come out of bad run fits in the secondary. And, and so, you know, let's say that a running back breaks the line of scrimmage. Well, then there's got to be somebody there to clean that up. In a lot of cases, it's the defensive backs that are there to, to clean it up. And so solid play out of the defensive back unit is is really super important. And um, I, I think that it's a group that works as hard as any position group on the team. I think that they have a, a, a great amount of unit pride. Uh, Dave Simon has had a, a big task on his hands because not only is he the defensive coordinator, but he's, all co- he's also coaching the four – the four defensive back positions. We also have a nickel package in which we bring Kyle Bieber in, and uh, Kyle becomes the third safety, the fifth defensive back. And, and so that's an important part of what we do defensively. Uh, Ethan Berry has moved back to safety, and Ethan's doing a nice job. Um, and then we've got some young guys too. Uh, you know, I really think that the defensive backfield is um, it's not the key, but it's certainly an important cog in, in what we do defensively. And really, it starts with our two safeties and their ability to get our defense lined up right and make the correct calls. That's a that's a, an exciting uh, position group, and the guys that you've named, uh, we've called a lot uh, on the broadcast. I know Pete had a big game against uh, Lafayette, and uh, well, he's not afraid to put put the hit on somebody. No, we're we're really glad that uh, Pete's back with us. You know, uh, Pete uh, Pete Pete started his career at Moeller, and then. Um, 
went uh, went away for a little bit and then and then has come back home and uh couldn't be happier for him as a young man and he's contributing a lot to our football team um you know the defensive backs like i said they got a big challenge on their hands this friday night against st x because st x has a really nice quarterback and a great group of receivers and um i think the continued growth of our defense is tied to the continued growth of our defensive backfield mm-hmm. and um I think that those guys, one, have broad enough shoulders to, to carry the load, and two, are good enough football players to, to help this defense get to where it needs to be. And they're all great athletes, you know, besides being good football players. All those guys you listed, those guys are all great athletes. They're really good athletes. Yep. They, play, they play extremely hard. They're tough kids. And I'll tell you, the other thing is they're, they're really good te- teammates. They care a lot about our football team. And um, they're, they're a, it's a really strong unit group for us. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that on the defensive backfield uh, uh, group, Coach. Before we go into segment three and talk about the Bombers, I wanted to. I saw an email that uh, uh, MFAN has, looks like they've uh, rented out or worked out a deal that they're uh, setting up on Martino's on Vine uh, in uh, Short Vine over in Clifton. I, th- I believe it said it's opening at 4 30. On Friday, so if you're listening to this uh, as you're heading down to the game, stop in Martino's. Uh, I believe they said there's, God, I can't remember the number of parking spaces. They're twenty dollars. You can get them at the athletic office. I want to say there were, I wanted to say a hundred parking spots, but I know that might be high. But they were twenty dollars, and uh, they are available for sale in the athletic office. But uh, how great has the support been uh, with MFAN and the alumni uh, department with Barrett Cohen? and his group and what, what they're doing to support Molar football. Well, we, we couldn't be more thankful for, uh, for all of the folks that contribute to the, uh, to the culture and the success of Molar high school and, and Molar football. You know, we just did a, uh, we did, we, we did a, a commissioning of some things that we've recently, some signage we put up in our locker room and uh, we had Deacon Nathan Byersdorfer, who's our, uh, our team chaplain. He actually did a blessing and a prayer in the locker room yesterday. And um, we had all the guys on the, in the entire football program gathered around. And part of what I pointed out to them is the signage that's gone up to help support the culture, but also the generosity of people. There's a lot of folks that care deeply about Muller High School and Muller football. Um, many of those are alumni, and, and their experience there changed their life, where they've had sons or grandsons that have gone to Muller. And they've seen what Muller and Muller football has done for, for them, what it does for our community. And, and, and they really believe in the, in the mission. And so whether or not it's MFAN, uh, whether or not it's uh, an anonymous donor, whether or not it's the alumni, whether or not it's Barrett and his crew, um, I don't think, you know, I don't think people realize and understand what a massive operation it is and how many really good people there are out there that allow us to do what we do. Because without their support, uh, quite frankly, Muller High School wouldn't even, wouldn't even exist. And that's a great segue for us to thank the sponsors uh, that uh, the 15 to 17 sponsors that we have this year uh, that are sponsoring this podcast and along with our broadcast. It's uh, uh, they've get uh, the sponsors uh, get a lot of publicity through our broadcast and our podcast, and uh, we thank them uh, to allow us to do this show. So uh, I know, you, uh, Coach, you thank them as well, and it's uh, it's just been a great partnership. Absolutely, we're so uh, we're so thankful for the individual sponsors that have, have chosen to support Muller football, and the uh, and the great job that you guys do here with ESP Media, and the opportunity to put people's names out there, but also to hopefully partner with a you know with what is a first class uh, 
a first-class high school and a first-class football uh, program, and, and we believe that that relationship is really important and it's been outstanding. We thank you for that, and we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the upcoming game with the St. Xavier Bombers Friday at Nifford Stadium. This is Rob Ebel and head coach Todd Nauman. We'll be right back. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services, and more importantly, let's go Big Mo. Over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com. Kent Insurance is a family-owned business located right here in Kenwood. Chris Kent, a graduate of 1993 and former tight end, can take care of your business needs, while his sisters, Kim and Katie, are ready to handle your personal insurance. Top-of-the-line products, competitive pricing, and outstanding customer service is what what they offer. Give them a call. 513-791-6060. That's 513-791-6060. A big shout out to Katie's daughter, Abby Kerwin, playing saxophone with the marching band. Let's go Big Mo. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. 
Welcome back into the studios of ESP Media. This week in Molar Football Week 5, it's Rob Ebel and head coach Todd Nauman. Coach, St. Xavier Bombers on Friday at Nippert Stadium. Not much else has to be said, does it? No. Uh-uh. We know that uh, St. X and, and the start of GCL play, um, you know, these are these are great rivalry games for the next three weeks. Um, you've got uh, kids that have grown up with one another, families that, uh, you know, have, have – have, have had kids that have gone to schools and, and aunts and uncles and, you know, cousins and brothers and, you know, in this case, grandfathers and you name it. There's been all kinds of, you know, with the, with the Catholic schools here in, in Cincinnati, there, there's so many relationships and so many crossovers and so many connections that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that it's really exciting. Um, you know, I got so much respect for, for Steve Specht and St. X and, in their football program, uh, you know, so much respect for the GCL. Uh, you, you know, there, there, there's there's great rivalry. There's there's really really strong competition, but I really believe that it's healthy, and I believe that there's a ton of respect on both sides, and um, it, it's uh, it, it's not just a football game that's going to take place. It's it's I think it's really a celebration of Catholic schools of of, of GCL football. Uh, you name it, and that's going to be true when we play Alder and LaSalle as well. Um, you know, these are these are great games. It's a, it's it's exciting for the community. Um, it's a it's a great Friday night atmosphere. You know, playing down at Nippert, we're so grateful for that opportunity and the people that have supported us that allow us to do that. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, and what can I say? They're a they're a four and zero football team that's uh, that's that's really playing lights out right now, and uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. The uh, as you mentioned in our second segment, talking about the defensive backs, they're going to be challenged with a uh, very strong offensive uh, unit with their new uh, coach Coverdale from uh, Trinity that moved up to St. Xavier this year. Um, so we got a lot of challenge on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they've got a strong defense. They run that. Uh, Steve's defense has always run that stack, and it's uh, something you don't see all the time. So we got to prepare for that, and uh, we got to we got to have some sustained drives to rest your defense and put some points on the board. The um, you know when you talk about successful football programs, a lot of those successful programs are what they are because they've had continuity. And St. X is, is certainly, uh, you know, a great example of that, the continuity that they've had under Steve Specht, the fact that he is that he's run this defense for a long time. Um, I think there's an aspect or two of the defense that he's tweaked a little bit. Yes. But at the same time, they've run the 3-3 stack, and they've, they've won so many football games running this defense. They've that, perfected it. That why, that why would you change it, right? right. Uh, Coach Coverdale, he, he's super, you know, coming up from Trinity. Obviously, we've played Trinity for the last several years. We're familiar with him. Um, you know, he's got, quite frankly, he's got national name recognition. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's spiced up their offense a little bit. Um, there's no question that any good offense starts with, uh, with outstanding quarterback play. And they've got a young man that's really throwing the ball well for him right now who's a good athlete. And they're, they're moving the ball around a bunch of formations and, and, and kind of pitching the ball all over the field. And um, that's the reason that they're 4-0. and um, You know, they've, uh, they've played a couple quality opponents and come out with some big wins as well. And, um, you know, so they're, they're, a, they're a team to be reckoned with for sure. Tickets are available for Friday's kickoff, 7 o'clock at Nippert Stadium at the school through school hours. You can also get them at the gate. If you cannot make it, we'll be broadcasting on letsgobigmo.com. Jason Griefer and Derek Williams will have all the play-by-play. Uh, we'll probably kick off pregame at 6.30 with kickoff for the game at 7 p.m. Coach, as always, thank you for coming in, take, talk, taking the time and uh, talking about molar football. Best of luck against the Bombers on Friday, and we'll touch base with you next Tuesday uh, prior to our next 
UCL South game. Coach, best of luck, and thank you for coming in. Really looking forward to it, Rob. Looking forward to a great game on Friday night against uh, the St. Xavier Bombers, and always, let's go Big Mo. Thanks, Coach. Have a great week.